Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, surprise, the workforce is still unfair to moms. Biz speaks with deputy editor of Working Mother, Audrey Goodson-Kingo. Plus, Teresa stops by for a genius and fail. Woo! Biz, you're doing a great job. You're holding it down for us. I feel you and the One Bad Mother audience would like to know that I'm a teacher. My kids are sort of maybe going back to online school. It's horrible. And they also have this strange, mild diarrhea. And the pediatrician said I needed to do a stool sample. So I got the kit. It's a whole kit. Seven samples. Seven vials of poo for each child. That's 14 vials of poo, which is a perfect metaphor for the quote-unquote back-to-school, no child care, I don't know how I'm going to do it, experience, and you have to laugh, and you're holding it down for us, Biz. Hello, One Bad Mothers. We're really in this. 14 vials. Thanks a lot. Woo! It is literally a shit show in your house. (laughs) Did you call just so I could say that? Wow, that that is a metaphor as well as uh there again, I feel like in the like parenting books, you know, not a, it basically anything that has to do with human feces, they just don't talk about. And so there's the pooping in the tub, big surprise, but there's also the surprise that a doctor at some point in time is going to ask you to take a sample. We have had to sample things in this house before, and it is really something. There, it's it's something, and I'm <laughs> so sorry. You have to do that on top of everything else. It's like I, I swear, this whole year is just like stack upon stack, list upon list of like this is a pandemic, this is this, there's that. They have a teacher, remote learning. I don't know what to do. And mild cases of diarrhea. Like, (laughs) I'm so sorry, but here's the thing. Teacher, 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 you are amazing. You're amazing. You are absolutely amazing. And I am so glad you checked in. And I am just going to use that to do our weekly Everybody's doing an amazing job, shout out, especially teachers. Uh, my children started school last week, and even though I've done everything I can possibly do to give Ellis and his first and second grade class privacy, he doesn't want to wear his headphones, and that's fine. So I hear everything, and I know. It's already hard enough for teachers live and in a classroom to manage six and seven-year-olds. That's a lot. 
They have a lot of things to say. They're still not the best at stuff, maybe putting things away or knowing where stuff is or just wanting to tell you a story about something completely unrelated to what you are talking about. When that then goes on to a Zoom, wow, five minutes in, I want to just start punching, like just a punching machine, just punching the air. And I hear uh, these teachers being so patient and so nice. And I, I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate teachers. I love you. I also want to tell uh, all the people in the medical industry who are still helping to take care of all of those infected by COVID-19, to keeping them well, to all the people who work to keep the facilities clean, to enter the data, all of it. I love you too. Oh, and because I happen to live right below the fire, a big shout out to firefighters. Holy cow. Holy cow, firefighters. You are amazing. I really appreciate you. Everybody, you're all doing such a good job. Yeah, you know why? Because I'm going to talk about myself real quick. We're like seven months into this, maybe longer. I've lost track. We're over the halfway year mark. And uh, as I said, I'm in Pasadena and I live five blocks below the evacuation warning line for the Bobcat fire, which has been burning close to us. We didn't wind up having to evacuate, but there's been no sun for like nine days. There was no sky, no sun. It looked like you were on another planet. Our air quality was in the 300 at my house. Like that's the purple zone. Like I feel like I can, like I'm coughing. I can feel it in my lungs, like the smoke. The last two days, thanks to the firefighters and to nature, the wind has shifted and we actually have blue skies again. And I I cannot tell you how much I appreciate a blue sky and being able to see the sun. We didn't leave the house, guys, not even to go outside on the porch for nine days. You know, I'm sure I could talk about other things like how the first week of school went and a lot of self-realizations that I made. But instead, I'm just going to say, what a fucking shit tea year. And again, it brings me, living like this, brings me back to all the thank yous. I work from home. Stefan works from home. We're able to not go out into the hellscape that is our city and all of the medical workers, everybody who works at grocery stores, my mailman, oh God, I'm so thankful for him, are out walking through poison air, okay? This pandemic uh, has not been nice and Mother Nature is pretty pissed. And I think that ties in nicely to what we're gonna talk about today Speaking of being pissed, (laughs) we're going to talk about how working from home may be disproportionately affecting working mothers versus working fathers. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting 
advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I get to talk with Audrey Goodson-Kingo, who is the deputy editor of Working Mother. She is a mom of two and a maternal near-miss survivor. She has frequently covered maternal and postpartum health, paid family leave, workplace discrimination, and more. Her essay, Moms, We Need to Share the Real Gory, Painful Details of Postpartum Life and Having Babies in Your House, was was nominated for a Folio Idian Ozzy Award. (laughs) Welcome, Audrey. Thank you very much. And uh, Amelia's going to be joining in a little. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh, guys. There's a baby who can't hear me on the Zoom, and I'm going to just keep talking as if she can't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) We like to make it authentic at Working Mother. (laughs) I love it. Now, I heard a doorbell. That is my husband, who will hopefully be making his way here soon to take said baby. (laughs) Guys, this is... As raw and as hardcore as it gets. This may be my favorite interview I've ever had. We haven't even started. Before we get started, who lives in your house? I see one. Yes, we've got one, one year old. She's got an older brother, Jay. He is five. And then my husband, Hasa. I got to tell you, I was just saying to my therapist today <laughs> that, like, mine are uh, 11 and six. And that combination with good medication has made this, I'm not really <laughs> sure. I, I, I mean, I just everybody who's got kids five and under right now, I just really, really see you because there's no, it's not like putting them on a remote learning thing does anything. And that's nothing. Right. And right. like, there's no daycare. There's no park. There's no like. Yeah, I am like the mental health for parents everywhere right now with kids five and under. I just. Oh. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Can I ask you, how are you? Um, doing better now because yeah. their day, her daycare reopened, yes. to be 100% honest. Yes. Uh, so that has been huge. But I'm now home with my son who just started virtual schooling he's uh-huh. five yeah so that means he asks for snacks the entire yep. time <laughs> <laughs> yeah my six-year-old's and, been doing that <laughs> and running away from the ipad so that's where we are oh good daddy's here Yay, daddy's here <laughs> excellent and voila a baby disappears. <laughs> <laughs> all right we know who lives in your house and we know things are going as it is for everyone in the world right now. <laughs> right. Clinging Perfect. on for dear life. Yeah. yeah. Clinging on for dear life. Just crying a little. I'm going to want to get into talking about how working from home has changed and is not well balanced as well as some of the things that are being done correctly, which is always good. I want to, I mean, I could sit here and rage about inequality all day long, but it's nice to sometimes uh, hear about the things uh, that people are getting right. But I actually kind of want to start with as someone whose work focuses on the experiences of working parents and many times specifically mothers of which you identify, how are you not in a constant state of rage or are you? Oh, I am. Yeah. (laughs) 
I definitely am. And it's because also what I cover is applying to my own personal life. So there's no escape, right? I think about it all day long on a personal level, trying to solve my family problems, my schooling. You know, right now, all of my paycheck is going to childcare because of school closures. And then I see, you know, moms, I'm wrestling with whether or not I should even stay in the workforce. I love my job. I love what I do. But yeah. when my entire paycheck's going to childcare, do I stay? I mean, that's yeah. really hard. It's really hard to say, you know, hand your kids off every day and, and think it's a worthy trade, even though I've written the pieces about yeah. why you should stay. I've written the pieces about- <laughs> I know. Yeah. About- <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so, whoa, wait, are we all learning that like nothing is ever like, I, like there is no perfect balance. That's no. just it. And exactly. it's like- it and what works for a while doesn't always continue to work and vice versa. I'm glad you have you live <laughs> in a constant state of, of Right, rage. exactly. So I see it in my own life and then I log on to my laptop and I read about it all day. I see that moms are quitting. You know, we have all survey after survey now is coming out saying I just wrote a piece today. Forty percent of working parents have either quit or scaled back their hours during the pandemic. So this is going to have really negative long-term consequences for women in the workforce. So you're right. I think about it all day. I'm angry all day. I'm angry all night. Oh my God. (laughs) What do you do to relax? (laughs) Uh, I read a lot of romance novels. Oh, yes. Yes, that is so good. I am so glad to hear that. I puzzle. I like to do a jigsaw puzzle. But now I should see if I can get some dirty jigsaw puzzles. That would be fun. So... Two of the pieces that I read recently, you've got a lot of great pieces, uh, but two that I read recently stand out. And when you put them side by side, I think they tell a very compelling story. It's not the best story. One is entitled, Millennial Moms Without Children Are Three Times More Likely Than Dads to Stop Working. And the other is, Dads Three Times as Likely as Moms to Receive a Promotion While Working from Home During COVID. And... I interpret those articles to suggest that companies and women are saying that we don't see women as deserving. Look, I that's us too, right? If right. the narrative has been that this whole time, talk to us about what you have found plays into that. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's, you're right. It's a, it's a little of each, right? There are women who are looking around saying, why am I doing mm-hmm. this to myself right now? Like, why am I, you know, I'm putting my whole paycheck towards childcare or yeah. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. I just can't do it all right now. And so they're voluntarily choosing to scale back or quit. And then on the other hand, you know, and that's what you see in the, the piece about how dads are getting more promotions and raises mm-hmm. is that companies you know, they've always used a yardstick yardstick of productivity. You know, how much money are you bringing in for the clients? How much work are you doing? Well, if moms are doing more at home and moms always do more at home, almost always, I should say. There are some yeah. great dads out there. If, if moms are doing more at home and they can put fewer hours into the work they're doing, when it comes time to decide who gets a promotion, who's going to get it? It might not be the mom. And we're, we're seeing that now. And I, I think we're going to keep seeing that play out as well. Yeah, it, it feels that salary has so much to do with not only value, 
what is value. But I mean, given that women still tend to make less for similar work, right? I mean, obviously, there are family situations in which two parents are doing two totally different types of work. And I understand that one income may be the one that's better to rely on. But we're also saying that income uh, takes precedence over self-interest, self-care, things that you may be really very good at. Also, it sort of inherently forces the decision to be made for a lot of couples that might have made other choices, where one partner may choose to stay home and wanted to stay home, but can't because financially it doesn't make the same kind of sense, even though it would make probably more emotional sense for everybody involved. It's a self, it's a self-fulfilling cycle, right? Yeah. So dads are making more, you know, men have historically been making more money. Mm -hmm. So they, you, you preference the, the breadwinner in the family, right? Yep. But when you do that and the women step back, it just reinforces that wage gap. So men keep take, keep making more money and the cycle continues forever and ever. Yeah, no, I think also on paper, it's showing that it looks like women choose to be home or they can't make a commitment, Right. which again is false if the decisions are being, and, and right now, I don't know, I don't know if you're aware decisions are horrible to make right now there there are no good choices that's what all my that's what all my friends have but you yeah. know don't feel guilty because there are no good choices whatever you choose right now yeah. is the, what's best for your family and don't feel guilty about it because this right. is a systemic problem the man has let us down and <laughs> don't like don't feel guilty about it you know the system was never built for working moms it was built you know we're still working on this like 1950s you know, system where dads went to work and mom stayed home. And that's the the work system we still have. We don't have paid family leave like other developed countries. You know, we don't have subsidized childcare like a lot of European countries. We, we have a system that is just not built for working moms. And so, right. We, we feel like we're, you know, moms look bad or something. If we, if we have to step back, we have a system that absolutely gives us no support in making those choices. Yeah. FYI, sisters, you're not letting me down if you have to step out, right? (laughs) Right. It's okay. (laughs) Because this is is a crazy situation. There was a a poll, and I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it made me laugh really hard. So I'm going to read it out to all our listeners. The poll surveyed 1,051 U.S. adults between the ages of 18 and 65, including 685 respondents with children. Almost half of men, 42%, believed that working from home for an extended period of time would have a positive effect on their career (laughs) progression. Sorry, I can't even finish it. But only 15% of women said the same. And then I literally wrote out, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ha, I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I'd like us to go somewhere with this because- If I was to guess, based on what happens in my own house, where my partner and I are able to both work from home, his company cut back one day a week. So Fridays, he's technically not working. But for four days of the week, he comes into our bedroom and the door closes. And I am out there. (laughs) (laughs) I am on the other side of that door. And 
even if I'm just jumping on to do some work or if I have to come in and do something, I am still the first to be interrupted. If my door is closed, people just open it, right? Like no matter what we say, no matter how many times we've set it up, is this part of that reason? Is that, I mean, why do you think this is the case besides sexism? Um, well, there's a really, there was a really good piece in the New York Times lately, and the title of it was They Go to Mommy First. Yeah. So part of the problem is these patterns are established from day one, right? And so when you bring the baby home from the hospital, you know, some of it is just biological. Like if you're, if you choose to breastfeed, that's a huge time commitment. And yeah. that's, that just means right away, you're spending more time with the baby than your partner. Also, men are men are less likely to take paternity leave, right? Yeah. So they're less time likely to spend time with the baby. And so we those patterns that are started from the very beginning about who's the default caretaker get established. And then in times like these, when everybody's at home, yeah. like you said, <laughs> who gets uh, who gets the baby during their podcast? I'm just That's saying. Right. I, know, I love it. Yeah, who gets the baby during the podcast? That's our, our new fun game sponsored by One Bad Mother. Baby, baby, who gets the baby? Um, I want to talk about the theme of giving up. And I promise, guys, I do have some positive questions coming. (laughs) But I thought this was such... Talk to us about the theme of giving up as you wrote about it. I really liked this, this idea of women are giving up on limiting screen time, limiting snacks, limit. It's like, but how that spirals into limiting work on some level right right i mean what choice do you have none i mean we're all in survival mode right i mean my son watched two hours of youtube videos today (laughs) but he ate a salad so i felt really good oh god that's it i'm all about balance as long as something going in is good and who knows what those YouTube videos were? He could have been learning quite a bit. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? Uh, so, I mean, we that's just what we have to do right now, right? I mean, we have to yeah. make it work one way or another. And so, you know, I think what's tough for moms is there's always that guilt, right? Yeah. So what are you giving up on? And do you really feel comfortable with that choice? You know, do I feel good that my son watched two hours of YouTube today? No, I don't feel great about that. But sure. Right now, that's what I have to give up on. You know, yeah. I don't want to give up on my career. So that's that's my choice. And so we're all, I think we're all in just this position of basically deciding what we're going to, to give up on. Is it, you know, letting them raid the snack cabinet? Yeah. <laughs> it, the YouTube videos, what I, screen time. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing if what came out of all of this was uh, people discovered uh, everybody can make the choices that are best for them and, and their families, and it's not a judgment on you or a judgment uh, on someone else. That, like, wouldn't that be nice just to be, like, no, as, opposed be to having, really? as opposed to having to making all the excuses of, like, oh, my kids watched this man and Bob, but I have But he made a salad. But he made a salad. <laughs> Right, like I mean, it was a gummy bear salad, but salad was written. All right, let's talk about people getting it right. Let's start with the family-friendly companies and how uh, some have been successful in supporting working parents since COVID began. Yeah, some have been really great. Uh, Microsoft, Google. 
Bank of America. There are a lot of companies, Facebook, who have given paid leave during this time to their employees. So they've been able to take time off when they need it. They've also, a lot of companies have expanded their backup childcare. Bank of America's comes to mind because they're offering uh, either 75 or $100 a day for every day that you're working wow. through, the end of, through the end of the year. So wow. that's, yeah, that's fabulous. Um, so a lot of companies I think are really stepping up and it's, it's interesting. It's, I also wrote a piece recently about how companies have reacted to uh, Black Lives Matter and the different mm -hmm. social movements going on right now. So companies are really paying attention to their metrics right now. They, they don't want to lose their women employees. They know people are looking pretty carefully at, you know, are you keeping women of color at your company? Right. And so that's the good news is they kind of have a more incentive right now to make the, put those things in place to really support the employees who need it. So I hope that that will continue and I hope more companies will, will yeah. catch on. Uh, that's the good news. <laughs> that's good news. What are benefits or policies working parents may not know to even ask for right now? Like, I mean, I mean, even, even under the best of times, I've had plenty of friends who didn't know they could ask for certain things at their jobs or that certain things were available right. uh, to them. Well, the very first thing that comes to mind is the paid leave and the Family First uh, Coronavirus Response Act, which a lot of people don't have a, a lot, of, don't even know it was available to them. And there were a lot of carve outs, so it's not available to everybody. But if you work at a company with between five, um, I mean, with, excuse me, between 50 and 500 employees, um, you, you may be able to take that. And so I would definitely go talk to your employer and see if that's something you can take. If you, if you need a little bit of paid leave, um, you should look into that. Um, I, flexible work, you know. I, you don't know what they are willing to offer to you unless you ask, ask. right? So ask for, you know, some accommodations, some different hours if you need them. I, again, I think a lot of companies are willing to be flexible right now. Uh, I think a lot of companies understand it's crazy time. So I would definitely ask. Yeah, asking. I mean, this is true of, of men as well. Like I was raised by people who said just what you said. The worst they can say is no. Right. Okay. Um. But I think many of us feel the worst thing they can say is you're fired. Get yeah, out. Exactly. And that's a real possibility right now, too. I know. I know. Uh, it just sucks. There are, there are also a lot of, um, we know that the number of workplace discrimination and caregiving discrimination suits have gone up right now. So, I mean, it is a real reality. On the other hand, you know, there, there is a bit of an imposter syndrome that women have, right? Like, yeah. a lot of studies have shown that men will apply for a job, I think, when they qualify for like six out of 10 of the right, requirements right. and women and women wait until we have like 10 out of 10. I'm perfect for this position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, but you're still a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is that is very true. Okay. Tell us, besides everybody just running away, is there anything from doing this research and doing these articles that you think we could reset or get right as we go forward? Like, I mean, you know, we're, we're going back here. There's a lot that's mm -hmm. not, we're not going to come out on the other side of this stronger when it comes to women in the workforce or even to our own mental psyche when it comes mm -hmm. to how we see ourselves in the workforce. 
But that may also possibly leave some room to demand certain changes or shift things. And our partners and the the people out there who want to support women in the workplace, Stefan always says he'd rather work with an all-women team any day of the week. <laughs> I just really need some sort of good news as the world burns around me. What do you got, Audrey? <laughs> okay, I got, I got some good news. I have Woo! several pieces of good news for you. Okay. Yes. So first of all, studies have shown that housework has become more equitable during the pandemic. Now, it's still not equal because we started from unequal places right. with women doing so much more, but by necessity, men have had to pick up some slack. So that's the good news. That's good. And I think that pattern might stick. I think there are more men helping out at home. And we know that when men help, at home, help out at home, we can do more at work. Yep. So I think that's a great pattern. And I think it's great that our kids are seeing that, right? Yes. And especially our sons are seeing that, right? And maybe that becomes a pattern for them going forward. So that's that's one piece of good news. Yay! I think that's good news. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and, and then the other And you're piece... like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Sorry. That's all the good news <laughs> I've got. That's all I got. I'm going to bring the baby back. Woo, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and the other good news, I think, is that it's really exposed some of the weaknesses and the supports that we have for mm. working moms. So oh, it's really yeah. shown people that we do need paid family leave. It's really shown people that we do need some sort of childcare subsidies. And we see how important that is on the campaign trail. And we saw that, you know, Joe Biden's basically adopted some of the really great pieces of the other candidates plan to put forth a really great plan for childcare. So I don't know what's going to happen in November <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but I, I, we're talking about it and everyone yeah. seems to be really aware of it. And I think it's becoming more of a bipartisan issue, understanding that these are, you know, this is how we've got to support working families and it's good for the economy too. Yeah. No, that's all those things are true. <laughs> they are all facts. And I just, in all this time sequestering myself in this house have had way too much time to think about how obvious so many things are. Audrey, thank you not only for the work that you are doing with Working Mother uh, and the articles, and we're going to make sure that we link everybody up to the ones we've spoken about. Thank you so much. You're doing an amazing job. There are two very small people in your house, and under the best of circumstances, uh, that can quite literally uh, drive you crazy. And I don't mean that in a toss-off kind of way as a person <laughs> who was driven crazy by it. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's it's really been a pleasure. And I, I love the podcast. And I, you know, I love it. Every, anything that empowers moms and makes us feel not guilty about our choices. Because yeah, I just who's got time for that. Just want to make people to stop feeling like <laughs> shit for being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Deserted, a small business taking gifting up a notch, or more like 30 notches, with custom dessert boxes that change lives. Okay, you guys, this dessert box actually did change my life. <laughs> I, it really did. I, um, I have a wheat allergy that I discovered like, I don't know, six months or a year ago. And I don't usually get to eat 
good, yummy baked treats. This box is not all gluten-free, but you can get gluten-free options, and they are actually really, really good, and possibly the best part was the hand-drawn, personalized card that felt like it was sent to me by somebody who knows me really well. Also, what is amazing is every time you press purchase and someone imbibes in a cookie, it changes a life through their rotating give back. This quarter, Deserted is supporting preemie babies in the NICU through the nonprofit 25 and 4. For 25% off, go to deserted.co slash badmother. That's 20% off at D-E-S-S-E-R-T-E-D dot C-O slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. (laughs) Hello. I'm so excited to hear you say those words into my ears. I am so excited to say those words because weird words are genius me self that that yeah, doesn't that have doesn't, the same ring no no it's it's yeah no that's not the way it should be this is the way it should be this is the way yes <laughs> yes um okay i'm i i'm really excited but i'm just gonna like pretend like this is normal and just tell you what my genius moment is that's genius enough okay so we've been living in a hellscape of smoke (laughs) and heat for the past week or so. And my genius moment is that we have just been gradually accumulating like mats and small trampolines (laughs) that found by the side of the road (laughs) and little balance beams and got ourselves a crash pad and our living room is not a living room. Mm-hmm. It is a gymnasium full of equipment for kids to bounce and jump and climb on. <laughs> and that is how we got through like our smokiest days, which I hope are behind us now. But it, you know, it was truly not okay to be outside yeah. at all. And it's not as though there's somewhere we can go right. to exercise indoors either. There's a pandemic. There's a pandemic. <laughs> so there, you can't be outside. You can't be inside. The only place you can be is inside your own house. And mm-hmm. we actually did pretty well in those worst days because just walking through the living room was exercise for my kids because they had to like jump over things and bounce on things and climb over stuff and climb under stuff in order to get from one side of the house to the other. Um, and that was that was genius. That is so genius. And there's two geniuses happening. 
One is you provided something for your children to do. La, 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 la. The real genius <laughs> is that like, and I know, guys, this is just yeah, disproportionate to the things that are happening in the world. But we all need space. And yeah. one of the things I think we're losing a lot of is any sort of individualized space. And mm-hmm. I feel like parents are having to say goodbye to space that mm. was once adult space, even if it's oh, like yeah. a corner. And yeah. to like, to to just let it happen. Yeah. That sucks. And I see you. That is yeah. what, I'm not going to say good job because like. But I mean, like, it's not it's, like it was adult space, bef- like well, really. Sure. Before, like it was still cluttered and, yeah. you know, whatever. You know. But now you can bounce over the clutter. Yep. Bounce Which is great. Yep. I, I just see you. I think that's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, it's so nice to see you. It's so nice <laughs> to see you, too. <laughs> okay. As mentioned, it has been a hellscape here. Uh, last week, there were the fires. There was so much smoke where I live. It was in the, like, 300s of the air quality. Yeah. Like, the purples. Yeah. The purples. Yeah. Couldn't. And there's pandemic, and there was no sky or sun, (laughs) and it was the first week of school for my children. And it just, it just was too much. And do you know what I did? What did you do? I sent my parents and my sister an email, and I said, I'm, I'm really, I'm really done. I don't, this is, it's just a lot. I'm going in a lot of directions for a lot of people. And I would like to ask you guys to take care of me and send me just some fun stuff. I'd like to get a package in the mail, just some puzzles or something. Dude, I have over 10 new puzzles. I have two brand new crossword puzzle books. And my sister hooked me up with this wonderful independent bookstore in Texas that she loves called Murder by the Book. And I got to have a one-on-one with Johnny Cakes, who I just told him the books that I liked reading. And he just boom, boom, boom. It was, ah! It, guys, I, like, it makes me feel like I have some sort of control, like puzzles. You know what I mean? Like, I can't control any but puzzles. You will go where I know you're supposed to go. And mystery fiction, let's go punch somebody in the face for justice. And I I normally don't ask, and I'm really glad I did. And they did a really nice job, and I feel uh, really supported. Those are also things that are, like, really identity like core identity things for you too like that's That's what I love about that like you yours is a double two biz you asking for help from people who could help you like it's one of those situations where people say I wish there was something I could do to help and you actually just went to the people who would want to help you and told (laughs) them how they could help you which is huge but then like those those things are so specific and personal to you it's so Mm. Like, I feel like that's comforting on such a deep level, like so much more than just like somebody sending you flowers or sending you cookies, like which would be great. But like those those items are actually like they probably made you feel a little bit like a self. Like, yeah, they they feel like biz. Yeah, they did. That is exactly right. Look at us being geniuses. 
Hey, One Bad Mother. This is Anne from Kalamazoo, and I wanted to call because I just made a s'more appear out of thin air. Yeah, that's right. I just amazed my teenage daughter, who was on the Zoom call for what would have been the end of camp campfire night for her summer camp that obviously did not happen this year, and... I snuck over and I used our stove and I roasted some marshmallows on a fork and I got out a graham cracker and I had some chocolate and you know what? I walked into that room with a s'more on a plate and you would not believe the shock and awe on her face. So, <sighs> this has been hard and a lot of days I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job, but I really nailed it this time. Hang in there. Love the show. You guys are doing a great job. First of all, I'm not going to break into the song, I Know a Girl from Kalamazoo. You're welcome. But, oh, my God. I like so many things about this, Teresa. I like magically appearing s'mores. But the fact that you could impress a teenager. Yeah. Right? Like It's so, so special. That's (laughs) It is. It's like. It is. There's like such joy and like bad assery in your yeah. voice. You're like, I yeah. did it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I love this. This is, this is like everything that a genius is supposed to be. Yeah, it is. Way to think ahead. Way to make her feel special. Jab a fork in it. And yep. Set it on fire. Yep. You can do that. <laughs> you can do that. You are amazing. Failures. You suck. Oh, let me just slip into a comfortable pair of pants. (laughs) Fail me, Teresa. (laughs) Oh, you guys, I just want you to all sit back and Mm. just loosely imagine all the failures you've Mm. missed from me over the (laughs) past few weeks while I've been gone. (laughs) Just stacking them up over here. Lucky. Going great. Going great in the failures department. Great. I have had some fails, but the one that I have to share today because it's by far the thing that's gotten in my way the most this past week is that I managed to throw out my back again. Oh. In the middle of just nothing, like for no reason, like just, you know, picked up a kid, felt something weird, but then didn't really care for it. And then got jumped on when I wasn't expecting it, and it was all over. It was, like, perfect yeah. storm of that. And then just really having, like, having the kind of day where I was just in pain. Oh. Like, it wasn't, like, things I did hurt. It was, like, yeah. standing or sitting hurt. Being a person hurt. Yeah, being a person hurt <laughs> to the point where I was, like, feeling ill. And it was funny because I was talking about it to somebody, and Jesse was there. And he's like, yeah, I can't can't imagine it's pretty stress-free around here. I can't imagine what's stopping your back from healing. Like, it's just a joke. Like, how okay. <laughs> how would it heal? Yeah, how I don't would know. you heal it? There's no way for it to heal, so... You're just carrying the weight of, like, months of, like, pandemic... Yeah. ...family 
guilt remote. Everything. Remote yeah. everything. And this probably isn't even the first time it's happened during Pro- the pandemic. Probably But like not. the worst part is every time it happens, I'm mm. like, oh yeah, that's because I like still have no core strength because I still haven't like <laughs> yeah, found time to exercise. And like <laughs> that's just the, the phrase find time to exercise <laughs> is just it's humorous it's not yeah. it doesn't even hurt me anymore it can't hurt me anymore it's just not it's just not it's just not it doesn't exist it doesn't the only exist. thing that can hurt you is yourself yes. and your back yes just my back god there's nothing worse than that moment where you're like huh something feels off and then a child launches onto yep. you and you're yep. like that's my spine yeah yeah I am sorry. Yeah, I know. Why? You, you're failing at taking care of yourself, Teresa. I am. <laughs> Guess what? I totally am. Every day. <laughs> I miss you so much. All right. I think I've mentioned on the show that I just give my kids stuff all the time and let oh, them yeah. just do anything they fucking yeah. want. Oh, yeah. Just so much. And yeah. the recent thing was Ellis has wanted to play on the Nintendo Switch a Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda game that, you know, we've had forever. It is something I play. We let Katie Bell play it. You know, three years ago, she played it. And, you know, every time she'd start, it would turn into like a meltdown of her just being so frustrated. And I was like, this is too complicated a game for Ellis. I'm not, no, Ellis, you're like, when we got it, I was like, you're five. You're not going to, I mean, four. Yeah. You don't get to play this. Yeah. But now, as we approach seven and he's mastered every other Nintendo game in the house, he's very good at it. He's special. He wanted to play this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll let you play it. Please understand, though, if it ever looks like it's getting too frustrating, we're going to, we're going to stop. Okay. No, I'm, I'm so ready. It is just a runaway train of uh, just something else to make him yell and scream and get upset about and not be able to communicate clearly. Like, we had just made so many strides in clearer communication. And this just, and it's like, I just want to be like, how can I fucking take this switch and throw it in the toilet? Like, I just want to like, like, I mean, and, and the doors open. Yeah. That that horses are out of the barn. Yeah. Whatever. It's metaphor, over. It's over. It's over. You, it's a, you did it. And here's an upcoming fail. I feel like the only way to stop this is to get a brand new game of some kind. Right. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Yep. Problem yeah. solved. Well, you know what you could just do <laughs> is um, sit your almost seven-year-old down and say, mm. See, you were wrong. Yeah. You couldn't handle this. You can't handle this. I've read a paper that I'm <laughs> not supposed really to tell well. you. You're yeah. doing a good job. Instead, I'm going to tell you how that you're failing. All right. Let's hear somebody else. Okay. <laughs> so this is a fail, and I want to add rant, but I, I think that's just to try to make me feel better. Um <laughs> I just, I use Marco Polo with a friend of mine who also has a toddler and is working full time and has an unhelpful partner. And, um, you know, 
we just it's a fast way to communicate. And so I was sitting in a red light that I know is really long. So I popped open Marco Polo, and I gloated that today at 9.30 in the morning, I left for the farmer's market for the first time since the pandemic. And I just said to my husband, I'm going to go to the farmer's market. And he said, okay, have fun. There wasn't a conversation about the fact that the toddler was awake and could I maybe go during nap or anything. And um, I just went, and I told my friend this on the Marco Polo. I gloated about how I just went and what a win that was. I'm so excited. And then um, I got to the farmer's market, and my debit card was not with me. It's at home. So my fail is that I tried to do something, and it and it I just can't do it. And and also that I gloated. I think that's that's a fail. It's just don't share your happy news before it's been fully executed. That's my lesson. Okay, everybody is doing a great job, and I will do better next time. Bye. I think you're doing a wonderful job of failing. What do you mean you'll try better next time? <laughs> that was a perfect fail. What's that the problem? Perfect. Yeah. I really like the new catchphrase, just don't share your happy news. I know. I know. Stop. Just don't share it because yeah. you're going to get it squashed. I, I've had something similar happen where I got to get away from my family and go to a farmer's market when my children were smaller, and I didn't. I didn't have cash, and it was a cash-only market, and I cried just there. Because yeah, sure. once you go home, you it's might over. as well stay home. It's over. Yeah. It is over. Yeah. You're not going back out. Yeah. It's not happening. And your day's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. That was your thing that you were going to do. Yep. So now you've done it, whether you've done it or not. <laughs> yeah, whether you succeeded at doing it. <laughs> that was it. Oh, well. Yep. You're doing a horrible job trying to be happy. You are. Huh. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com. Well, it's back to school. What's that look like? You can find trusted caregivers for your every need, and boy, do I have needs, whether it's full-time, part-time, or anything in between. As the world's largest online destination for finding and managing family care, Care.com helps millions of families find high-quality care for their children, aging loved ones, home, and pets. Care.com can also help with all your household employer obligations, including payroll and taxes, with Care.com HomePay. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash badmother or use the promo code badmother. 
Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyland is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. Or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill is the new Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together we're the majority. majority. Teresa was able to stick around and join me. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bad mother. This is a rant. I I live in an area where COVID cases are reasonably stable, and our school is planning on reopening for this hybrid model, which is a couple of days in school, most of the week at home, whatever, it's fine. Like, you have the choice between doing that or the fully remote thing. And today the school sent out the surveys to find out who's doing what so that everybody knows so the school can start making their plans, right? That makes sense. That needs to happen. But what would be really, really nice is if people in the school's Facebook group could stop saying how, well, this isn't going to be like normal school. Remember, everything's going to be really different. Remember, talk to people and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself in for. Look, we fucking know it's going to be different. We know that. We figured it out because everything has been different since March. It's all sucked. Nothing doesn't suck right now. So can we stop judging how other people are trying to make their shit go around and just let people make the decisions they need to make that are best for their family without telling them, don't don't forget, school is going to be different this year and everything's going to suck. Yeah, we know. It already sucks. There's no way it's not going to suck. So anyway, that's it. That's my rant. I'm really tired of hearing how much school is going to suck when I already know that. (laughs) My mother-in-law's friends keep asking how I'm doing, and what she tells them is, you know that really great feeling when your youngest went off to school for the full day for the first time and you suddenly had this time to yourself to, like, really think about who you are and what you want to do? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just got that taken away from her. And they're like, oh. That's where I am right now. School's going to suck. The school year is not what I expected because now that my youngest is Finally, in full day school, he's also doing it from home. So I guess I can't do that stuff that I was going to do. Anyway, no, this is, that, yeah, that's the end of my rant. Anthony, <laughs> you're doing a great job. I hope I am too. So as long as I just don't start screaming on Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
That's always it's always a good rule of thumb. As long as I don't start screaming on Facebook. Yeah. All will be okay. Scream into do- the one bad mother hotline instead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You are doing such a good job. Teresa, I I just I want to look to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I I, I'm just so, I'm so with you, caller. I haven't been able to to do much in the way of social media, but I just, I'm so with you in this feeling of, does, does anyone, who is it that thinks that anyone needs to be reminded yeah. that things will be weird or bad yeah. right now, anywhere, yeah. specifically school? Like, yeah. whether or not your kids are doing anything at all out in the world, <laughs> you're already dealing with your kids having to figure out how to wear masks at times. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a time where that's called for. And the hand washing and the not seeing anyone and just all this. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing that the thought would cross someone's mind like, oh, I just should make sure everyone knows how bad things will be. <laughs> well, it also, like, I think it also kind of, we've we've spoken on the show that people aren't doing things at you. Right. And that lots of times when it feels like you are being atted at, it may just be because we're all trying to process our own business, right? And, and what, self-judging and, and trying to figure right. out what the right thing is to do. Yeah. So when someone says, do you know, are you aware or whatever, it's kind of loaded with the suggestion that your choice isn't the right one. It is. And it is. But, yeah. but I'm like, let's just turn that mirror around. Are you sure you're not saying that to give yourself the talk you need, right? Like it's... Well, that is. We're yeah. all just giving ourselves the talk that we need. Like the yeah. person who said that is probably f- feeling really stressed about the idea of whatever they chose to do. Yep. And, you know, it's just truly what I really appreciate about this caller is just the point that, yes, like we're all dealing with a really rough set of choices. Nobody is excited about the choices. There's Mm -hmm. nobody who's like, okay, I don't have to think twice about this. I know this is the right answer. It's just there's just a lot of mental sorting that we're yeah. all doing and trying to balance things. And and it's just really, really hard. And not a single person's circumstances are the same as somebody else's. True. You know, like we both yeah. may choose to do it from home, but that doesn't mean that experience is the same, both equally yeah. good or bad. Right? right? Like, it just... Yeah. And, oh, just quick shout out to, yeah, I actually really like that description of, hey, you remember that first year, everybody, like your last kid? I do. My first year was last year. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely... That is such a great description of the, like, shit show place so many are in right now. Like, it's just, this has just been a year of like, oh, were you, were you planning on that? No. How about, how about now? Yeah. No. Uh, just, that's a stressful place to be. You're doing 
such a good job. Call back and yell into the phone some more. You are not alone. You are doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. Teresa, you are also doing remarkable. I know I'm not going to get to keep you for the wrap-up, so I'm just going to give Teresa a little individual wrap-up right now and say how glad I am that you were able to come in and do this today. And the chair, as it were, the Zoom screen is always open to you anytime you want thank you biz it's been really really nice being back i hope i can keep coming back i love it here i love you i love you too hannah i love all of you our listeners and you guys are doing such a good job and i will talk to you soon oh my god guys that was so nice to see and talk to Teresa. That, I needed that. I really needed that. Uh, Hannah and I both were like screaming when she came on the screen. Uh, What did we learn today, guys? We learned that we miss and love Teresa. That's a 100% sure. We've learned that moms continue to get uh, shit upon (laughs) more than their male counterparts. Uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, Yeah, I mean... We all can sit down and list all the reasons why we understand why the balance is really unfair at this particular moment when all the blinders have been ripped off and we are at home and we do not have childcare support and everybody's in the house together and kids are different ages and have different needs and we're all trying to balance everything. It stinks. It does stink, and it is falling disproportionately on the moms to carry both, to be able to do it all in heels, backwards, you know? And it's just, none of us can. No one can. Uh, So do not feel bad if you are unable to do that, okay? Um, Guys, I think the real lesson that we're learning today is that It is unbelievable that we are still here and it is really hard and I myself am having a really hard time sitting in all of the bad news. I just want to acknowledge it's really hard right now. What I'm trying to get to is even with all this bad news, even with all of this like overwhelming sense of awful it is okay to go small it's okay to go small in your house it's okay to let your focus for a while be just on what is right in front of you that is okay you are not letting anybody down by doing that um and then we will take steps from there Okay, it, yeah, I I don't know. I'm up on the box again. I apologize. Uh, but it's such a nice view from up here on the soapbox, Hannah. Um, I think what I'm trying to say is you guys are doing an amazing job. And I see you. And it is hard. And there are no decisions. And what I love about the hotline uh, is that I really get to hear 
people celebrating the absolute smallest of victories. Be you in a Trader Joe's parking lot or making a s'more appear out of nowhere. That's what I mean. Let's get small, guys. <laughs> Let's get real small in here and celebrate those things. You guys are doing great. Thank you for the break. Hannah and I both had some nice time off. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.